You're listening to the Coach T Podcast hosted by my dad. Welcome to the first episode of the Coach T Podcast. My name is Isaiah Thomas. In this episode, I'll be taking you back to the beginning of my career as a youth wrestler for the Everett Freestyle Club all the way through my high school career. Sit back, enjoy. A lot of good stories, a lot of good people mentioned in this one. Welcome to the first episode of the Coach T Podcast. Today we're going to talk about my background in the sport of wrestling. From my youth wrestling to high school to college. And touch a little bit on my coach career, which I want to save for another podcast. So, here we go. I started wrestling back in 1996. I was an 11-year-old, 6th grader, just got into sports, playing basketball. And I went to one of my brother's high school wrestling practices. He was a sophomore at the time. And the high school coach there, the late, great Randy Heiser, said, Basketball players can't compete. They'll get beat. So I took the challenge, and my first year I went 19-0, winning district and regional titles. And when it came to the state tournament, I was late for the weigh-ins and was unable to compete. I went home devastated because I felt like I had a good shot to win something pretty significant as a state title, even at 6th grade. Luckily, I found out that my basketball coach was the camp director at the Kevin Jackson wrestling camp. Kevin Jackson, a Lansing native, took to me and invited me out to this camp where I got to meet some legends of wrestling. We're talking about Olympic silver medalist Townsend Saunders, four-time University of Michigan All-American John Fisher, World champion, Olympic silver medalist Zeke Jones, who's also a Michigan native, along with John Fisher. Myron Kachalava, who is a Soviet team member and a very talented technician. David Morgan from Michigan State, who was an NCAA runner-up. Not to mention Kevin Jackson, who was a three-time world champion. So I had some pretty elite company to work out with and get better. The next year, 7th grade, I was the bottom of my age group, and I got beat pretty bad. Those kids were physically stronger, more mature, but I didn't let that deter me from my goal of getting better. So 8th grade comes around, and I am getting it done, beating a lot of good kids. And then I run into one kid that just, he's just better than me, his name was Jeff Castle, and He beat me at the districts, beat me at the regionals, and then he beat me at the state meet, forced me to take second place. But, you know, it is what it is. I get into high school, and honestly, I just didn't focus on it as hard as I should have. I was a varsity wrestler, but I could have been better if I put more time and effort into the craft. I remember getting beat out at the conference meet, and my coach said, you know, you have a lot of ability, you have a lot of potential to be good, great even, better than your brother, so why are you wasting it? I took that to heart. I started wrestling 
more, wrestled more in the offseason, went back to camp. So sophomore year rolls around. I have a winning record. At the conference meet, I placed for the first time in my career. In fact, my brother saw me. That was the last match he saw me wrestle before he passed away that year. Making the districts, I believe I was the third seed, but got beat out. Devastated again. So I wrestled freestyle, took third in the state, which allowed me to wrestle at the Central Regional, where I took fifth, and had the opportunity to compete on the 2000 Cadet Team Michigan. So I made the Cadet National Team in 2000, and on that team we had a collection of some great talent, some guys ended up being multi-all-staters and multiple state champions. From Roger Kish, who was a four-time state champion for Lapeer West and went on to the University of Minnesota, was a two-time All-American. John Cox, who was a four-time All-Stater, state champ, went to the Naval Academy, was a four-time national qualifier. The list goes on and on. All those great guys that I got to wrestle with on a regular basis and get better. And that was really when my wrestling career, my pain took off, is that week of cadet national practice for freestyle and greco and then going to the national tournament in fargo it really opened my eyes to how good i could be if i had focused on certain aspects of my wrestling ability i felt for myself that i wasn't a polished wrestler what i had was i could throw i was decent defensively and i could get out from bottom i wasn't good at riding people or as good as i could have been i felt like and being on the national team just elevated that. We had great coaches on that team also. And Greco ended up going 4-2 and two and finishing ninth in the country. And only the top eight get the stop sign trophy. But wrestled some pretty exciting matches. Got to wrestle on the elevated stage. I beat a kid from New York. It's up 8-2 to two before I pinned him. I lost a match that had a combined 40 points scored in it. I uh, lost 25 to 15 to some kid from Utah. And like I said, it was a great, great experience. And then in freestyle, I went 3 and 2, finishing about 20th in the country. And at that tournament, you have 50 to 60 kids in your bracket. So there are, most of them are pretty good wrestlers in their own right. I come back off that going into my junior year. I'm confident I can right some of those wrongs after being there and, and have a good shot to make it the States. And playing football, I was playing in our homecoming game on defense. Running back breaks through, gets to the sidelines. I make a sideline touchdown-saving tackle and separate my shoulder, which finishes my entire football season that year. Tough, tough way to go. And trying to wrestle with a separated shoulder is tough, but wrestlers are a different breed. We're tough. Figured out a way. I did a lot of physical therapy, took the first two weeks off from competition before I came back, and my coaches did a great job of managing me in practice and in matches. I don't believe once I came back that I missed one single match, but in practice, if I had a situation where my shoulder would pop out, I was usually done for the practice. Um, I did other things to stay in shape, and just the mental fatigue uh, you have to, ha or the mental strength, I should say, that goes on with battling an injury like that, that is not going to get any better unless you 
rehab it and eventually get surgery. I'm in the regional finals or regional blood round wrestling a kid that I had pinned earlier in the year that beat just beat me the week prior at districts, uh, Dave Blanford from Grand Ledge and this is the match to go to States and it was also the day my brother would have been 21. He had passed the year prior. And I felt the emotions of that particular day. And I didn't wrestle, in my opinion, the best I could have in that match. I lose, and I can remember sitting in the bleachers, and one of my good friends, John Cox from Grand Haven, um, he's consoling me. Uh, the Grand Ledge coach, Tom Muir, is consoling me. My coach, Mark Jinx, is consoling me. And I cried for a solid 10 minutes because I was devastated, because you're that close. You put in all that time in the summer, you suffer an injury, and then it, just like that, it's over. And then within a month, I was going to have surgery to repair my shoulder and come back stronger my senior year. Senior year happens, and my goal was to be a state champion. And one of my coaches, Laird Powell, had told me, what makes you think that you can be a state champion? And that really kind of sparked me. I said, well, I'm going to work as hard as I can to win it. But what he was trying to make me realize is that you can say you want to be the state champion, but realistically, you got to do certain things that guys do in order to win a state title. You have to make certain sacrifices. Can you do that? So I started running once a week. I started writing my goals down. I want to be a conference champ, district champ, regional champ, state champ, work harder in practice. And I was doing relatively well until about a month before districts where I kind of hit a lull. Just wasn't wrestling very well. Was losing to guys that I felt like I could beat. And, um, you know, it, it is what it is. Going to the conference, me and I'm a returning conference champion. And I lose in the semifinals to a kid from Jackson that I beat earlier. Uh, beat him the year prior in the conference semis and had to come back take third they go into districts I was the third seed I lose to the Grand Ledge kid again Dave Blanford in the semifinals so now I have to beat this kid from East Kentwood to make it to regionals and I didn't feel that I could make it I was done at that point mentally and Ron Becker Hall of Fame coach from Lansing Saxon came up to me and said what are you what are you doing you got six minutes left that's all you need to do is focus on the next six minutes, whatever it takes. And he walked away. Just what I needed to hear. And I'm wrestling this kid from East Kenwood, Marcus Martin, uh, talented wrestler in his own part. That was part of the 2002 East Kenwood team that made the team states. Very solid team from the OK Red. And we go into overtime, and I miss a shot. And as he's coming around, I hit a Peterson roll. I mean, it's like, it's beautiful. Textbook. Pearson roll for the win to go to advance to the third place match. And in that third place match, I get my butt kicked by a kid from Charlotte, Kurt Voigt, who ended up being a state placer the next year as a senior. And he's a kid that I beat the year prior. So I'm going to regionals as the fourth place kid. And as you know, when you're the fourth place kid, you wrestle the district champ from the other district, who was another kid that had wrestled, um, Adam Pish from 
Grand Rapids Northview. And I had beat him my sophomore year in a really tight match by one point. And it was a tough, close match. He beat me 6-2. to two, And here we go again. we got to go through the gauntlet, so to speak. got to win two matches to qualify for states. Um, next kid I wrestled from Grand Rapids Union. And for whatever reason, I just started shooting double legs and took him down like four or five times. Ended up winning the match like 14-2. to two. And then it comes back to the Charlotte kid again, Kurt. And having to wrestle him. And I drew back on my experience from my junior year and how I felt at that moment when I had lost and the anger and the frustration and the tears that were flowing down my eyes in that match was what really pushed me to not want to go through that again. So wrestling Kurt came back and there's about like 10 seconds left and I'm up eight to six. And that's the moment when you know, you know, you're going to win this match. And I remember him coming at me trying to throw a headlock and I slip in and get behind him and win 10 to six. And the euphoria of beating him, especially a kid that beat me the week prior and, and the energy that comes with that, you're just so excited. I started yelling, yes, yes, because I, I made it, I achieved my goal. And my favorite memory, you know, there's several from that day, but after the match, I'm hugging my coaches, and then John Cox comes up to me and gives me this big bear hug because he had seen where I was the year prior and the devastation I felt to come back and to make it to the to the state finals, to make it to the big show at the Palace of Auburn Hills. Um, for all those Detroit Pistons fans out there, Isaiah Thomas, Hall of Fame basketball player, led him to two NBA championships and get to play on the floor with essentially my namesake. Um, wrestling third-place match, I wrestled Dave from Grand Ledge again and Another close match, ended up losing 5-4. to four. So here I am, fourth place again. Seems like a theme. And now I'm going to have to wrestle the number one, reg- the regional champ from the other, from one of the four regions. And uh, I wrestled a kid named Cora Gorchak from West Bloomfield, who was 45-4. and four. And um, in the match against Dave, I actually got injured. I pulled a muscle in my back. So for that two weeks... I didn't wrestle at all. I had, if I remember correctly, one mat or one practice where I actually wrestled, which was um, the day before weigh-ins. And I had to wrestle um, John Dickerson from Eaton Rapids. He was one of my practice partners, a returning state champ in Division Two. Um, so that was the one time I wrestled in those week and a half. We get to the palace, and um, each coach has a packet. And on my package said, welcome back to the Palace, Zeke, signed Joe Dumars. I knew it was going to be a special weekend then. And I knew that this was going to be a lot of fun. And going into that first match, the energy, being a part of something, the first time that MHSAA had the state finals at the Palace of Auburn Hills, just the euphoria of everything. As I'm getting ready to wrestle... My opponent, all I can think about is, hey, you wrestled at the Fargo Dome in North Dakota against the best kids in the country. 
this is nothing. And I went out there and I just out-wrestled him. Um, I knew that if I had put some pressure on him, that eventually he would break and I'd have the opportunity to take advantage, which I did. I was up 10-2 to 2 before I pinned him. And of all things, with the legs and a guillotine, which was something I didn't really use very often. And then my next opponent was Adam Justice from Brownstown Woodhaven, who was ranked coming into the state tournament and a talented wrestler in his own right. I felt like in the quarterfinals match, which I lost 13-8, I didn't wrestle my best. I think I let a lot of the outside noise get to me about, hey, one match, you're in the semifinals. Um, but he out-wrestled me. I could have wrestled better. And now I'm facing elimination for the fourth time in five weeks, if you look at it from the conference tournament, district tournament, regionals tournament till now. And me and my coach, Coach Jinx, and I had kind of a little tiff because I threw my headgear down after my loss. And he's like, Do you, you want to be here? You want to go home? I'll take you home right now. And I walked away. I went into the workout tunnel, which when it was first at the palace, there wasn't a lot of rules about where you could be. There wasn't like a staging area where you had to be there at a certain time. So you could actually hang out in the warm-up area as long as you wanted. So I went there. I fell right to sleep. When I woke up, um, the Grand Haven head coach, James Richardson, Jamie Richardson was right next to me. And, um, he said, how are you doing? I said, I don't know, coach. I'm not doing very well. I don't know if I can do it. And he said, you know what, Isaiah, if you give it everything you have, you have nothing to be ashamed of. You need to be able to walk away knowing that you did everything in your power to compete to the best of your ability. After he said that, it kind of put everything in perspective that it was not about the win, wins or the losses, or in this case, trying to get the win or trying not to lose. It was about the performance and giving a great effort so that you have an opportunity to advance. And then my coach came in. We we had a good heart-to-heart and talked about, um, you know, what we are going to do in this next match. And then I ended up wrestling this kid from Heartland, Joe Tulip, who had just set the pin record for his school. And Joe and I had a pretty extensive history. I wrestled him a lot in freestyle our sophomore years. And then earlier in the year at the Heartland tournament, he beat me in another close match um, by three or four points, I believe, because I had to try a throw at the end. I knew it was going to be a tough match, but I knew that if I wrestled to the best of my ability, I was going to have an opportunity to advance. So in the match with Joe Tulip, I got called for, I believe, four false starts. Late in the match, tied 6-6 six to six with about 18 seconds left, I get called for another false start, which puts him up 7-6. to six. And I'm upset, I'm ticked off at the ref. But then I look at the clock, and I start going through my head thinking, okay, what can I hit in 18 seconds to tie the match up? I didn't want to try a switch because if I got down to a switch, he could hold me off and time run down. So I went to my stand-up, started trying to break away. He was holding on tight. He returned me, and I returned right into a position that <laughs> I've done probably 100 times in practice, a Gramby. So here I am, and I look at it, and I just do a Gramby roll. I get out, score the 
escape and tie the match up. We go into overtime, and I hit the body lock to win to become All-State. I wasn't too excited. I was so exhausted because that match was so draining on me, but nevertheless, win's a win, right? Next match, I'm wrestling Tim Kluwer from Jackson, who had beat me at the conference meet, and had beat me in freestyle a couple years earlier. And I just wrestled really, I just out-wrestled him, beat him by 1.6 to 5. Then I wrestled Clint Salisbury from Tampers Bedford, who was the returning state champ, who got beaten in the semis by Adam Wilmoth from Davison. And I lasted a little bit longer this time. I got pinned in the second period. He was just a much better wrestler than I was and ended up wrestling for Finlay, uh, Division Two program in Ohio. So then we come to the fifth place match where I wrestle Adam Justice. My whole thought process in the match was, I'm going to go out there and go out throwing. So I ended up throwing him twice in the match and won 10-6 to six to take fifth in the state. And after that, a range of emotions just came out of me. I bawled my eyes out, hugging my coaches. I went back to the warm-up area, and I bawled my eyes out even more. I must have cried for a solid 10-15 minutes. When it came time for the medal celebration, one of my teammates in college said, he saw me, he said, you were the happiest kid to take fifth in the state. And I believe I was so happy because I knew what it took to get there, the sacrifices that were made, all the hard work, the the mindset, all those things. So yeah, that was my wrestling career from youth to high school our next episode will deal with kind of me getting into coaching and giving advice on what coaches should do from the youth level middle school and high school guys have a great day thank you for listening to the coach t podcast by my dad